I'm really hoping people don't think bi-monthly is once every, no, twice every month, because it's going to be once every two months at this rate. Hello, welcome back to the Bestman Bench Warmers podcast. I'm your host, Alex Merrill, and today with me is just Matt Corser. What's going on, everybody? Glad to be back. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a bit, and I think some things changed. We're no longer in 2.0. Just just a little. Uh, the most important major change is that Tierfond Valley Run is now zero points. And that's all we're going to talk about point changes. <laughs> uh, we just want to go over, let's see, the new Battle of Yavin cards came out. Those look super dope. And then just talk about uh, some, like, local tournaments and then uh the uk world's qualifier and uh the galaxy's warm-up that was also this weekend uh but first in local news i am now running x-wing events at state of comics out in plymouth it's a pretty big store we can hold a lot of people i know eternal's still doing things golden rhino has been doing tournaments lately that's out in ipsy and uh, I got a tournament, like a regional tournament kits that uh, we got from Ohio. Nate, so we can Nate actually Moore run. was uh, more than willing to part with that with us. And so we uh, appreciate him from recess. So thank you, Nate, for the prize support. Yeah, so we have a regional tournament kit. So we can actually do like semi-legitimate 2019 regionals or 2020 regionals. It was, I think it, was like, it was late 2019, early 2020, because, you know, the world ended. So Yeah, so we can now do that at basically any store that we want to around Michigan, except for maybe the other coast. That might be a little hard to coordinate. Worst coast. Yeah, I mean, Corey, talk to us. We'll see. <laughs> so I don't think we have anything else for local news. Pandemonium is eventually supposed to open up. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, who knows with them. And uh, I think R.I.W. is still doing weird things. So, Eternal, State of Comics, uh, Golden Rhino, and then whatever all the boys on Grand Rapids are doing over there, and Lansing, and all that kind of stuff. So, Let us know in the Discord, and then we'll talk about it next episode. Yeah, join the Michigan Discord, damn it, if you're not part of that, and you're from Michigan. Do it. Or even if you're not from Michigan and you want to be in the Michigan Discord, you know, we're not going to say, no, you can't be in Michigan. We're going to make fun of you for not being in Michigan, but we're going to accept you. Only one Ohioan is allowed, and he's already in there. So if you're from Ohio, I'm sorry. The, we're filled to capacity. <laughs> I don't know what they're from Toledo. Maybe we can do another person, but that's kind of Michigan. I guess Toledo's fine. <laughs> So let's get down to business, right? Battle of the Avantgards. Those they look so a lot cool. of fun. <laughs> oh, I guess for like future, we will go through factions and point changes and like interesting builds and all that stuff when we have Cody and also probably a rotating group of guests that specialize sort of in that faction. So in the future, TM, we'll do that. But anyways, the uh, Battle of the Avantgards. Uh, AMG is doing this scenario pack 
and it's going to have what they call quote-unquote standard loadouts. And these are just ships that have the upgrades and everything printed on them, so you can't change them. And I believe they said that these will be legal for standard play eventually, and yes. they'll have their own point costs. I read that somewhere on Facebook that yeah. AMG said that. Yeah, and they said it a while ago uh, when they were first like announcing they were taking it over, and they just confirmed it again. So they did two Empire pilots and two Rebel ones. Let's talk about the Rebel ones first, because the Empire ones look really, really cool. <laughs> so the first one they did is Pops. Pops Krail in the Y-Wing. Pops Krail. Uh, after you perform a turret attack, you could reroll two attack dice. Seems pretty good. And he's yeah. equipped with an ion cannon turret. Yeah, he's got a ion cannon, advanced proton torpedoes, and an R4. Seems seems pretty good. Yeah. And also I'm not sure if every single one of these pilots will have hope, but he also has hope where after another friendly ship at zero to three is destroyed, he can perform a focus or boost action. I think I saw that um I think it might be like the rebel um, standard for these ships. Cause I think I saw Luke Skywalker had that as well. Yeah, I believe so. So um, yeah, pops. I mean, you can boost into advanced proton torpedo rage. If you, <laughs> if they make the mistake of killing a ship. Yep, Andy's initiative four, which is a pretty it's a pretty good initiative right now in the new iteration of two point five. Initiative four is it's always been powerful, but it's particularly powerful right now. Oh yeah, I, I mean, uh, you have an ion cannon turret. You could reroll it twice. Like that just seems just so good. It's like a better Horton or whatever. Yep, I I think he looked really cool. Also, on the back of the box that no one really talked about, there's two other pilots. <laughs> there's a, a Y-Wing and Jack Parkins. Images are a little bit blurry, but it's Jack with his normal stuff and Hope. And he has advanced proton torpedoes, R5-D8, his droid that repairs damages, damage cards. And... Uh, Something else, unstable, something, something that I've never seen before. So hopefully that'll be really interesting. It's Jack. I mean, he's there. He's cool. And then the other Y-Wing card, you can't see anything, the upgrades or anything, and I can't really read the name. Well, you defend if there's at least one other friendly ship at range zero to one. Uh, yeah, I think as you can roll an additional defense die, which seems really nice for a Y-Wing. I know I probably didn't send you these images. There was like someone leaked the back part of it. Uh, I see. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know where you're seeing these. I'm I'm scrolling through a couple of different discords right now looking for them. But yeah, I'll, it was, I'll it was on the back of the box and take your slightly blurry, it. but you know. Uh, Matt, do you have the stuff for uh, Luke Skywalker? I'm looking for that right now. I know he's got <clears throat> like one of his talents is if he does like a three or four straight, he can perform a free boost action. So he gets like a limited afterburners, which that seems pretty cool. I know he has that. And I think it's instinctive aim and proton torpedoes and R2D2. Yeah. And R2D2 which, with hope with hope. I don't remember what his pilot ability is though. Oh, it's the same pilot ability. 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah, same pilot ability with hope and like essentially a limited afterburner is just built right into the ship, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, yeah, actually, I, I have it right here. Yeah, proton torpedoes and sync of aim, R2D2, same ability, has hope. The upgrade you're talking about is called attack speed. After you execute a three or four straight maneuver, you can boost using the one straight template. So it's just straight jousting someone. I think it's interesting that these ships don't have any, the X-Wings don't have S-foils. Right, I'm not I'm not sure if like that's intentional or like they just assume you can bring them cuz it's like a convict. I don't know. Uh and um Han, obviously. <laughs> the other really big rebel ship. He doesn't have hope. He has solo, which I guess is appropriate. Uh, but it is <laughs> he looks so cool. He looks really cool. He has I'm, a Don't sorry. I'm salivating at Chewbacca crew. After you perform an evade action, you may gain one focus token. Oh like, my god. Why, why not just have focus evade every turn? And he has the Falcon title, so if you are evading, you can still re-roll the defense die. He has bridge cargo, which is cool, I guess. And he has L3. Um, not like the character itself, just the programming side, so if he's not shielded, you decrease the difficulty of your banks. But his pilot ability is a little different. Mm -hmm. So it's after forming an attack that hits, you can spend one charge to perform a coordinate action. <laughs> He's got four charges, non-reoccurring. Non-reoccurring. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, these are non-reoccurring. <laughs> just when you hit something, just do a coordinate. Mm -hmm. uh, which is so... I mean, he's a six still, right? So it's like you can hit something and coordinate and lock to someone. I'm That's a lower addition for torpedoes. Well, yeah, like I'm thinking pops. Like I'd be really good, cool if he could get like a focus target lock on someone. He could coordinate a target lock on someone. He could coordinate a target lock to pops, and then one of somebody dies, you know, and then pops boosts in for a range one fully mounted advanced proton torpedo. I think that seems pretty good. And the crazy thing is, you know, because this will be in standard, right? You can use those things with other cards. Like wedge, you could just coordinate the wedge if you wanted to. Yeah. Or coordinate like to Dutch, and then Dutch will just lock something, and then give someone else locks because you know Rebels just token share, just which excessively. I mean, so Han Solo is currently an eight, and this Han Solo looks really good, but I don't see him being the same offensive powerhouse that current Han Solo is with his obscene loadout points. So I have to imagine this one will not be as expensive, but that's all speculation right now. I guess I should also mention that he does have a not hopeful on his action bar. He is solo. So that is while you defend or perform an attack, if there are no other friendly ships at range zero to one, you can spend one charge to re-roll one of your dice. Which, I mean, that's easy to do. It's like a lot. It's a lot easier to get off the lone wolf. Right. But also, you only have four charges, and you still have to spend that to coordinate mm -hmm. and to re-roll a die. Yeah, you can burn through those real quick. But, man... <sighs> Seven points, though, if you were to take him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's still a lot of health. Mm -hmm. He's more tanky and defensive because he has that evade focus every turn, basically. He should, yeah. I mean, hmm, that's a tough call. Because if he was seven and you build, like, a load out of him and Luke and something, like, him and Luke are, it would be, like, 13 points. <laughs> And there's plenty of options in Rebels to fill up seven slot, uh, a seven-point slot like that. 
but it, it looks cool. It looks really cool. I'm excited for the Rebels in this. Now we get to the really cool ones, the Empire. Also, to, I guess I should note that Garvin, Biggs, Wedge, Dutch, and some other random Y-Wing guy, I have no idea, Hull Auckland, are going to be in this as well. Yeah. yeah. For the Rebels, yeah. It's like all the, the Red Squadron people. And then the Empire, you got Vader, Backstabber, Baller, Dark Curse is back. Backstabber. Uh, Iden, and then like other TIE Interceptors with no names. Sigma Squadron. Yeah. So that's really cool. But, okay, so Vader. Oh, my God. Battle Yevon Vader. Uh, he has the Defender ability. He's in the X1, but he has a Defender ability where you can spend a Force Charge to change a blank to a hit. He has marksmanship, hate, and afterburners because they really, really like having Vader being playable. Yep. And he still, obviously, for the TIE Advanced, has the advanced targeting computer where we'll have to perform a primary attack against Defender you have lock, roll one additional, change a hit to a crit. So he doesn't have the same action efficiency as X1 Vader, but he's still a three agility, three force ship. Nothing stopping him from just rolling up with the target lock and rolling three to four dice at you yeah, with the hit. force. He's just crit city. Yep. But also, I'm not sure if people realize he does have an extra shield. This is three hall, three shield X1 Vader. Yep. It, that, Look at that. That uh, crit, that's nuts. So right now, currently, Vader in the X1 is seven points. Do you think this would be a six-point Vader? God, I Can hope we not. have a six-point Vader? I hope not. We shouldn't. Like, like, I mean, this is probably the most wholesome version of Darth Vader that exists out of both versions currently in the Empire because, you know, Darth Vader in the X1, he can just such focus, a hammer. focus, target lock, barrel roll. I don't care about force. Like, he can just do whatever. He can essentially almost do whatever he wants, and he's super consistent with his offense. And then Defender Vader is, you know, I'm going to focus a fate every turn and I'm going to hit for three almost every turn. And I'm going to hit for four at range one. He's just, they're, they're both offensive powerhouses and it's just, they're borderline degenerate, but this is the most wholesome version of Vader and he's still a monster. Yeah. Which he still has afterburners. Yeah. I mean, he still has afterburners. He has marksmanship for even more crits. He has a blank to a hit. Like that extra shield. Nice. Yeah, like this is this for if it was six points would be a solid ship. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would hate it. I'd hate going against it because it's still an I six that's going to hit like a truck. Yep. But I would be more. I can be more upset with other versions of Vader. Yes, and we don't know what the like. We don't know if Backstabber or Dark Curse have any kind of abilities that give wingmen extra actions so there's ways for vader to get more than one action but yeah i hope not yeah hopefully I mean, empire already has like you know coordinate on the reapers and stuff like that thankfully not too much they're not the rebels right they're not token sharing like crazy but they're still pretty uh there, there's ways also uh, i saved the best for last the bet yep you're not wrong she is oh my the best. god Oh my god, Aiden Versio is in a TIE Interceptor at Yavin. Unreal. Has an extra shield. 
So one shield, three agility, three hall, interceptor. Uh, yeah, I think people aren't looking at these stats. Like, I don't see a lot of people talking about that. Like, I didn't realize the Vader had an extra shield. I didn't realize I didn't had a shield. Like, that's that seemed pretty good. It's it's kind of uh, a little important there. But I hope people realize that. But her ability is different than hers, and it's high fighter. And oh my god, what an ability this is! Her ability is before a friendly tie, not a tie fighter's tie, at range zero to one would suffer damage. You can spend two charges if you do prevent one hit or crit. She has two charges and they're reoccurring. Yeah, she's this is Vader's new wingman. (laughs) She can just blank a damage or crit every other turn Mm -hmm. in a tie fighter. She doesn't have the auto thrusters um, capability like the normal interceptors do. She has sensitive controls, so system phase barrel roller boost. So that limits it a little bit, and she's still a four. But, like, that ability is stupid. That's, it's, it's so a, good. It's really good. And she's also equipped with Predator and then a new Imperial um, EPT, Fanatic, which is kind of it's, it's kind of like it's fanatical, fanatical for the FO. But it's fanatical, if, if you're dim. If you're damaged instead of shieldless, you can change a focus to a hit. So that seems pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, she takes two damage. She can now change a focus to a hit and also has a bullseye predator shot. Yep. Uh, and can <laughs> blanket damage every two turns. Yeah, she seems really good. Oh, my and God. <laughs> I'm very curious to see what she's costed at. I, you know, like, cause soon tier is six. I mean, she's probably not going to cost six. I think soon tier might still be a little bit better. Sienna and Gideon, Vault Scarers, or well, Vault Four, but like Sienna and Gideon's are fives. Yeah. I think I would still take this for five points. I, I think, I think she's, she probably will be five points just based off of just Gideon alone with what he can do with his ability. Yeah, she's pretty high offense, but also can be defensive. And the, the the fact that it's just a friendly tie and it's not tie IN for an interceptor, that that's what makes it think that it's gonna be five points. Cause say say you're not playing Battle of Yavin and you bring this Iden over to standard play, which they plan on doing. And let's say that um you know, you you bring her with Defender Fader. And tie interceptors are fast enough to keep up with a tie defender. And why would I not have her be Defender Vader's wingman? Right. Or go super cheap and pair her up with the Battle of Yavin Vader as well. Yep. Theoretically, you know, if like that Vader's six and she's five, that's like 11 points. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot to play yeah. around with. Oh my God. So, I mean, she can pretty much help out any ship that's standard in the Empire right now, minus the Decimator. And the Gauntlet. but And the Gauntlet, yeah. Woohoo. But yeah, I mean, like, how many times have you, like, just managed to squeak one damage into a three agility ship? Like an Interceptor or, like, you know, something like that? Yep. And then she'd just be like, no, that one damage that I suffered is no longer a thing. I'm still totally fine. Uh, as a three agility Imperial Ace player, sometimes uh, it's been too many times. 
I, I hope she's not four points. Like the, the, the part of me, the, the Imperial player in me wants her to be four points. Cause I mean, that man, I can do a lot with her for four points in Jesus. squads, but like the overall, like, x-wing community player in me is overriding him and saying like god i hope she's not four points no i mean the four points would just be the, the like all the fang fighters and scumbag five right she can't she's clearly much better than them she can't be yeah. four. Uh, would you take her at six uh, pro, uh that's that's i think i think I'd, I'd have to think about it a little bit more if i took her at six because i mean it's, she's it's still not like she's going to die, though. She's not going to die. Not easily. She has high offense. Like, I guess it would kind of depend on the rest of your team composition. Uh, but I can almost make an argument for her at six points. Like, yeah. Tarok, I think, is six points. So, like, you know. Yeah, LT six points, yeah. So, not that people are taking Tarok in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, there's a rough kind of equivalent there-ish. I mean, not to get off topic, but I guess I kind of thought I'd see more Terok with, like, you know, Defender Vader out there, token stacked. But yeah, but then people realize that uh, flying Fang Fighters are really difficult. <laughs> or they can be really difficult with all the objectives. They got to really actually focus down on what they're doing and not focus on objectives the whole time. That's all the cards that we have from the uh, Battle of Yavin. Yep. Seems pretty cool. It's going to release in late October. <laughs> so we got some time. But yeah. Oh my God. It's so, some cool, cool things there. So that was, uh, that's all the news. I mean, again, we'll go over through uh, what we think is really interesting in the points changes and other factions eventually when we get some more podcasting help over here. <laughs> So, um, up next, we uh, we went down to Ohio. We didn't invade them like the last time we went down to Ohio, the sore. Because there was only two of us. But, you know, it was fun. Uh, you know, Namor runs a really good good tournament. That's all the way in wherever North Homestead is in Ohio. Two and a half hours away. It was like half a half hour, half hour this side of Cleveland for us. Sure. But it was great. There was uh, 12 people there. Um, unreal prize support. Just, just so much custom stuff. Which is so cool. He treats your local. He spoils them so much. I know. The, those those locals better hope that he never leaves because, yeah, they are spoiled. <laughs> so um, the guy who came in first, uh, you lost to, I believe. My only loss was to the winner, so I'm okay with that. I mean, you came in second, so, you know. I did come in second, yes. He had a pretty interesting list. He had mm -hmm. Gorin, shield upgrade, sensitive controls, sure, solid piece. Uh, Nash, with homing missiles and targeting computer. Sensitive, obviously. Which uh, Did that come into play at all, Matt? The homing missiles in, in any way? Yeah, he fired both of them off. Oh, that must be annoying. Do you just take one damage off of it or just tell him to roll at all? Uh, the first, the first time I told him to roll it all and I still, and I took one damage. So it's, it was about the same. The second time was I, I, my game against him was not, it was not a good game. It just, it just did not go well for me. You know, you just have those games where just, you think like, I know what I need to do. And it's just, it just fell apart. <laughs> I was, I was down to Vader with a hole up breach, hole breach with oh, two hole left. And he's like, I'm going to fire it. And I'm like, all right, roll for it. Like, I mean, <laughs> 
I don't really want to take a crit. And I'm like, maybe I can. And I did not dodge it. I died. So, <laughs> yeah. Goron, Nash, uh, Wampa with Disciplined, Mauler with Tractor Beam, and then Captain Oiken with Palpatine and uh, Veteran Turret Gunner and Tactical Scrambler. Yep. And title, obviously. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, did he ever use the tractor beam at all with Mauler? Uh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, because uh, Rexler decided that his green dice were just going to be like, nah, fam, I don't want to dodge tractor beams. So Rexler got tractored twice by Mauler. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Mauler also the only person that he can't use uh, Goron's ability on. Yep. But, you know, what Mauler's like three points, so it's pretty cheap. Yep. Which he was, he was, uh, Oiken got a disabled power regulator. And so he was using Goron's ability to stop Gor- um, Oiken from getting um, ioned. The uh, target locks Goron also pulls off. Yes. Yes. I yes, think he, he said that. that as well. Yeah. Which I, <clears throat> now is my own fault. I completely forgotten about Goron. I had a Magpulse Vader and a diamond boron rexler and they both target locked oiken because my plan was i'm going to shoot oiken mag pulse the reinforce off then vizier and rexler will just light oiken up and i'll get a crit in and i'd forgotten about koran and he completely like ruined my time he's like nothing i'm gonna get rid of the faders target lock I'm like go yeah i guess that makes sense yeah what's your opinion on palpatine on oiken <laughs> I know it's not a Reaper, so it's kind of, it's interesting. It's a little bit more durable, right? um, Yeah, I'm trying to think. He only used Palpatine on another ship one time our whole game. Wow. So I don't don't know what it was like in other games for him, but for our game, he only used Palpatine one, one or two times on other ships. So I I think he probably would be served, but just based off our game, I don't know what his other games were like. Based off our game, I think he would be better served to have maybe different force crew on there. Like you could have fifth brother Gunner or seventh sister. I think I think Oiken with seventh sister sounds pretty nasty, especially if someone forgets about seventh sister and you do the bump focus and Oiken. With the new rules change, Oiken gets to treat the range zero attack at range one. So all the mods four dice so if you get one person that forgets about the stress focus when you bump right into them like okay here's a tractor token i'm gonna light you up now that that's just my opinion and you don't even have to move them for the tractor token too right so it'll still be a range zero shot you can modify they can't and they have a reduced agility so that's pretty cool uh did that veteran turret gunner ever come into play Uh, a couple times he shot shot vizier and then he shot vader out the back so there's a few times where he did do the double tap on me then he came into toy play like twice which i mean it's not not a bad i don't think veteran t- uh, turret gunner is a bad call on him either it's just i think i me personally i mean everyone everyone plays lists differently and builds their list differently i would probably put someone else on there besides palpatine but it worked for him he came in first place. Congratulations. So, you know, don't listen to us, Nick. That's true. We don't actually know what we're talking about. That's kind of our whole shtick. Um, well, Matt, uh, you kind of already partly spoiled it. You came in second. I came in second, yes. I was um, I was a degenerate who brought Defender Vader and Rexler and the Defender and Palpatine. Yep. 
So you had Magpul's Malice Juke on Vader. Yep. Seems terrifying. Yep. Juke FCS Diamond <laughs> Boron missiles on Rexler. Yep. And then Palpatine on Vizier, which the Diamond Boron was yeah. because of a conversation we had. And I'm like, that's a good idea, just in case, you know. I really didn't know what to expect. It's like I, most local stores have their own meta. I remember when we went to recess in December, Nate had said, because I think, I think it was extended. I, I think it was extended. But Nate said, like, yeah, nobody at our, I, cause I thought about bringing Dash. I'm like, whatever, I'll just be a degenerate in December. <laughs> He's like, yeah, nobody, nobody at our store plays against Dash or knows what to do against Dash. So it's just, it's just kind of interesting how local stores handle certain stuff. So I was, I brought Magpulse Vader because I see the Lukes and the Wedges with Ordnance and I know Vader can consistently hit for three with the target lock force and palp. So the thought is Magpulse Wedge or Luke, they've got two agility. They get the crit, take a deplete token, and one of your target locks is gone. No proton torpedoes. Which that is round. huge. But there was no there was no wedge and Luke with ordinance there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. The weird, weird stuff well, yeah and then the diamond boron was for potential tie swarms like you know fire at one tie fighter and then you know make the other tie fighters roll for it or other ships that were close together that came into effect a couple times i used it a couple times and i think i got an extra damage on one player but it's nice it's nice for range three when like okay rexler's not getting shot target lock and nullify the range three bonus but I mean, I, I could have brought Rexler seven points. I could have brought other stuff besides Rexler, but I don't know. Rexler's had a soft spot in my heart since first edition. I tried making expertise Rexler work in first edition <laughs> and it just, it was not worth it. It was not worth my time, but he's always had a special place in my heart. So I'm like, I'll bring Vader and Rexler and AMG lets me put a third chip in there. She so. <laughs> lets you put a Palpatine chip in there, which is, which is you know, pretty respectable there. Yep. I mean, I used it. I used Vizier's ability a lot, which is the you do the ailerons, coordinate, don't get an action. So it's pretty clutch. It lets me, I would usually the, I would coordinate a focus so that way I could still go get the full throttle evade and then I could target lock and reposition as I wanted. And then Palpatine's just, you know. I mean, he's He's still really good. So you do want to just kind of skim through a little bit of other lists that I thought were pretty interesting. Um, I did play, I played against a Lando with Perceptive Generous Obiston that had a uh, Boudica with uh, Baskar Reinforced playing Arvel and Jake, which was, uh, was pretty interesting. I mean, either the Lando gives you the extra actions, um, you know, if he wants to, he could just take the focus evade. Mm -hmm. uh, he did a lot of, um, you know, you'll do a blue maneuver and he'll rotate the turret whichever direction he needs to shoot. And then he'll do like the focus, double focus, uh, focus evade, which was really nice with Lando. Or, you know, you can get Jake into position for the prockets that he had at uh, I-5 or get the, you know, whatever you need. Boudica, just take a target lock or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. Uh, there was another, a different Vader list there, the, the X1 Vader. Yep. Which speaking of Vader, there were four Imperial lists there, 
me being one of them, I played against every single one of them in the first three rounds. And there were four scum lists too. That's the crazy part. That that blows my mind. Like the four scum list really is I, I think it's kind of crazy. No no separatists. Uh no For FO. Sure. I mean I brought the Republic because I hate my life. And uh there was two Republic lists and one resistance and one rebel, which like I said, I was anticipating at least a couple rebel alpha strike lists and they it, they were non-existent so right like i played the rebel list and i was a lando list like <laughs> who does that but uh i don't know i guess i should go over my list i'm still working on it i had a cltob with marksmanship and r2d2 in saint council oddball with uh Tierfon belly run baby with uh, dorsal, protorps, synchronized council, hawk in the lat with dedicated wolf pack, ala, and synchronized council, and then slider and boost with prockets because I really like prockets. And those are the two new Z ninety five pilots yeah. for the Republic as well. Boost is the one that boosts <laughs> uh, at the start of engagement if a ship at zero to one of him did a blue maneuver, and slider is the one that can do the side slips, the two side slips if they dialed in the two banks. Which yeah, is cool which, because it's blue. So you can be stressed, side slip, and then boost if you wanted to. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's um, fun. Like, you got uh, St. Council shenanigans. Uh, you know, anyone shoots you, you can get a wolf pack on them and then still share that target lock around them. And uh, yeah, it's fun. Like, boost, boost is <laughs> one of my new favorite ships to fly. He is so fun. He does so many stupid shenanigans i have definitely used his ability to put people in bullseyes for prockets more than so, once so unfortunately alex and i got paired up round four yeah and um you did degenerate things to me i i did bad things to him <laughs> but so he would my i would be i would line vader or rexler up and you know boost to die for so vader and rexler can essentially do whatever they want boost to. three that's the, the even more fun part <laughs> So boost, I think you you landed on a rock with boost, and I and I, I got all I got all foamy in the mouth. I was salivating at him like, oh, Vader's gonna three bank in there. He's gonna, I'm gonna boost in there, and I'm just gonna, ugh, I'm gonna eat him up. And then I get in there, I'm like, I'm getting ready for my juicy range one shot. I've got my dice up, and you're like, wait, I get to boost out of this. Yeah. And then you just <laughs> start engagement boost right off this rock past Vader. Yep, right <laughs> off the rock past Vader, and I'm like, oh. I, I guess yeah that's cool thanks for <laughs> thanks for ruining my fun right now alex but and the cool part is that he would do like a two bank like do the objective action and then boost out of that which is super useful uh but you know vader uh, he bumped into my lat that he did my lat was strained because that's my life and um you just took the uh the three dice and you just natty the three hits. I had a hull breach and you did 10 damage to my lat in one shot. I sure did. Yep. That was, it was rough. He had a hull breach and a loose stabilizer. So I had to do the turn to take the damage off. Unfortunately, loose stabilizer. It's the second time that happened to me in that tournament too, having a loose stabilizer and a hull breach. Yeah, so and, you're staring down the rock. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I was going to bump my own ship too. So it's like, I really couldn't do anything about that. I had to do the hard turn. Mm-hmm. I forgot what crit I pulled up, but it wasn't like, it might've been like a sun pilot or whatever. So I don't hit rocks. Yeah. And then Vader just lit me up for 10 points. It was three direct hits and three fuel leaks. Yep. <laughs> and I knew what the hall reach, everything is there. And I'm like, well, you know, range zero might not be the worst. I have five hull. You know, I am strained, so I'm not getting any defense out of here. But, you know, I'll, I'll kill Vizier this turn with the lat. Invaders just like, nope. 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 Just disintegrated knock. Yeah, that was sad. Mm-hmm. But uh, actually, my first round, if you want to hear about a boost story, this is probably the last we're going to talk about this tournament. But, uh, man, I uh, this guy kind of approached Boba Fett a little bit wrong like he went a little bit too fast so he got ended up getting blocked onto a gas cloud by boost no, that's rough right and that then those were right in front of my list right and so it was like oh Bob was just gonna get super lit up so i did manage to block him onto the gas cloud and then boost he did a too hard too so it wasn't actually like his own ability Another ship at range one did a blue maneuver. So he boosted past Boba Fett to line up a Procket at um, Gamut, who was following him, who had no tokens because he did the coordinate. It was so fun. I would strongly recommend playing boost. Slider is okay, but man, do you have to pay attention to your obstacle setup. And then, you know, I love lats. So good times. Yeah, it was a really good tournament. I had a good time. I always, any excuse to go down there and play X-Wing at recess games is, uh, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, there's a, an amazing bagel store right next to it that we go yep. eat lunch. And then there's a Fathead's Brewery that we always go eat dinner. And good. we've done the same routine like five times mm-hmm. at least. And I will never get tired of it. No. Hey, they've got, this is my first time eating the wings at Fathead's. Oh, and so like their, their sauces are so good. Like, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. I'm going to give you whole wings. Mm-hmm. I know I made the joke with you yesterday. If we could just, like, pluck those three things and, like, move them to Toledo. Yeah, or, or somewhere in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So good. So fun. Strongly recommend it. I'm going to post it more on the Discord whenever they have tournaments. I know he wants to maybe do some sort of Nova prep. And also we were discussing possibly having some sort of team tournament, as we used to do. I think that would be fun, which, you know, so thanks again, Nate, for running a great tournament and for, for having us. We appreciate and all the swag. You. All the got. swag, yep. Sort of traded. I gave him an entire deck of like Republic stuff, but you know, that's fine. It's borderline advertisement for the podcast. It has our logo on the back. He's the one who gave us all the regional stuff for whenever we put our own tournament on. So yeah, super awesome. So up next, uh, let's just talk about real quick, the uh, UK world open qualifier yep this was like the first big tournament with the new 2.51 rules with the new objective rules new points yeah the one out of the beta test of 2.5 yep and they did a top eight and there's some there's uh, that's cool interesting takeaways from top eight for sure yeah i mean there's a lot of a lot of really interesting lists but and then and you don't get a lot of Republic support there anymore. <laughs> you get a bunch of random. Republic is turning into a jank faction right now. Um, if you're not doing like a straight up like Jedi kind of V-wing list, it's so it's interesting. It's not good, but it's interesting. 
But um, if I had to identify things that are a little bit out of balance in 2-5, it's probably Iden at three points with the cannon slot. I, I don't disagree. I, I wasn't, so I played against an Iden. I don't remember which round. Anyways, so I wasn't super worried about Aiden. I'm like, okay, three points. She's fine at three, whatever. she Fine at three, the cannon slot's the thing. I the, the, the cannon slot was what did it for me. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to shoot an ion cannon at you range two. I'm like, you're a TIE fighter. Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> um, Aiden, just specifically with the cannon slot, or maybe lower it from like an ion cannon. Maybe we're gonna give her like five-point loadout or something. Yeah, like give her like a just a enough for like or... a tractor beam or... Yeah, something something along those lines. Auto blasters doesn't exist anymore. Nope. Maybe don't give her four points. I don't know. Don't give her a cannon slot. Give her yeah, a missile give slot her, or something. Just give her two points so she can have elusive and it's fine. Uh Luke being at six with that many loadout points is a little bit sketchy to me. I I am I understand on board with that 100%. He's like, you know, the embodiment of the original truly Star Wars. But also we have a game. <laughs> six points is so good. Yeah, because like he he shows up in the top eight. Like I would still take him at seven. People were still taking him at seven. He's a good call. Yeah, he's a good. He's a he was a good call at seven with how many loadout points. But he's in, you know, three rebel list made top eight, which you know that's for top eight. That's really good. But Wedge and Luke are in every single one of the lists. Yeah. Wedge, I don't. I wouldn't say Wedge is as much of a problem. Like I think he's fine at six points. Yeah. If you're really worried about him you know, lower some of his loadout points, but Luke gets six points being able to, you know, number the, at the top table, Bartosh had him with proton torpedoes and afterburners. That's not a bad call. Right. But the one that everyone's really scared of is the shattering shot, trick shot, proton torpedo, one, which is like, don't be behind rocks when Luke shoots a torpedo at you. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm not, I'm more worried about the afterburners, proton torpedoes. I am like trick shot, shattering shot. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then the last one I would say is a little bit iffy is still Defender Vader at nine points. Yeah. Just bump him up to 10 or actually, no, just don't give him Juke. Take yeah, his that, damn talent slot. That was a, that was the thing for me. Cause like just being able to just Juke at not like initiative six Defender Vader Juking, like Juking already feels bad as is, but it feels even worse when, you consistently hit for three almost every turn and then oh it's range one i hit for four. Oh, that's a nice evade you had be a shame if i turned it into a focus oh and then rex is going to do it too i think those are like the really big outliers maybe you can make a case for like django um or maybe the isb jingo is probably shouldn't be two points or if they do don't have like the illicit slot but that kind of defeats the whole purpose of bringing them you know or, cool. or let's let let's not talk too loudly so people don't hear us because nobody's really flying her. But Sam Zam at nine seems kind of terrifying as well. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, at seven B Anakin, seven points actually is you know pretty solid. He has a lot of loadout. You could take out maneuver on him if you wanted to. Yep. But then you'd but, have to find other ships to put in the Republic, and that's kind of difficult. But other than other than what we talked about, I think I think overall we're in a much more balanced state of the game than guys. I mean, I mean, 
Empire Empire's doing really well right now because they have a lot of cheap TIE fighters so they can just throw on the board. Yeah, but you know, that's kind of always been their shtick, right? That's the whole purpose of the Empire, right? I have no problem with it. Nope, me neither. It's just uh there's some things that like people are latching on to, so you're seeing them a lot, and you're like, um, this is just slightly out of whack. Because mm-hmm. they did a really good job, honestly, of like balancing pretty much most of the problems people had with the game. I agree. And that's commendable. But also yeah, I, why'd you lower I, Vader two points? Give him a talent. <laughs> yeah. That 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 right there blows my mind. The fact that because I was trying to I wasn't playing a lot of 2.5 from like March until now. I didn't play as much as I would like to, but I was still list building with Defender Vader. And there was like gross things you could do with him at 11 points. Like Zyrtec was three, add a couple two point tie fighters. And it's just, it's just bodies on the table, but I didn't play any of them because I wasn't playing that much. But now that he's nine points, like it's just so much, it's, it's free real estate at this point, essentially. Like you have 11 points to play around with the empire. Like, which I is, was able to which is Iden and four TIE Fighters. You can run Vader with five named TIE Fighters now. Yeah, that <laughs> doesn't seem like it should be a thing. But And we were complaining in the end of 2.0 when you can do like Vader, that they bumped the points down so you could do Vader with four TIE Fighters, four and Academies. Had, yeah, that, that was up. I mean, that was a scary list by itself too. Vader with four Academy Pilots, and now he gets Iden and Jingoist and a Juke Vader. And yeah, Juke Wampa, Vader. ISP Jingoists, Valen Rudor, and Iden. Yeah. Anyways, the UK system open. Let's just go through a couple of lists. The first one, you know, the guy who won, Martin. Congratulations. Shepard. Yeah. Uh, Tie Swarm. Just Beautiful. straight up. Crack shot, Swarm Tactics, Hall Runner. Crack shot, Mauler with Channing Beam. Crack shot, Scourge. Crack shot, Gideon with Disciplined and Precision Ion Cannons. Crack shot, Disciplined, Precision Ion Cannons, Iden. Contraband, ISB, and also Disciplined, Wampa. That's uh, correction. It's Precision Ion Engines. Not my bad. No, it's fine. It's the, those are the things that make you sloop instead of K-turn. Yeah. Which I'm sure he just put on because he had points, but whatever. Yeah. But that's what, five crack shots in the list. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Wampa, you can swarm tactics him off with Howl Runner up to a five. So you can still get off his ability really easy. Yep. There's three I-5s in the list and a potential fourth. Yeah. And you got Gideon shooting, you know, last if you wanted to, because if Wampa gets swarm tacted up, you could shoot with all of the fives. And then also the ISP Jingoist. And I didn't. And then if they're still not damaged, I mean, they should be damaged by that, right? For Gideon yes. to get his extra. And then Gideon can do Gideon things. Right, which is, it's a, it's a scary list. That's a solid TIE Swarm. Remember the good old days, TIE Swarm. I, I, I know everyone, everyone on the internet is freaking out about this list and about TIE Swarms in general. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I've said it to you and a couple of the people. I think if one list should always be competitively viable, I don't think it should always be the best list, but you should be able to make cut with this with, with TIE Swarms if you fly TIE Swarms well. I think it should always be like a viable option. And we haven't seen TIE Swarms in... It's been damn near three years since TIE Swarms have done anything of note. Like the last time TIE Swarms were, quote, popular or in was when there was the Inferno Squadron, which was the Howl Runner, Gideon, Iden, Dell, Wampa Academy, and Valen or whatever. Yeah. So it's been three years and we haven't really seen TIE Fighters on the table. And at the end of the day, these are just TIE Fighters. They do die. 
you can one shot these things, especially if you have Defender Vader. But also, man, five crack shots though is also real rough. Yeah, the crack shots are rough. I won't, I won't not like, take that away. But yeah, number two, uh, Bartage. Um, so you had Wedge with Marksmanship, Predator, Protorps, um, R3. It seems to be the very popular choice for Wedge. Yep, not, I don't think it's an awful choice. No, no, not at all. Uh, Luke with Protorps Afterburners. Solid. Yep. Uh, Fen Rao in the Sheath of Feed with the Child in R4. And I it's, find that hilarious. I think I also think it's funny because you're, you're giving Fen two force and you're just, you're just, you're essentially daring your opponent to shoot at Fen Rao instead of Wedge and Luke. Right. And he's an I six coordinate. Mm-hmm. And if you shoot at Fen Rao, you get the, like the 1.0 SCS target lock on him. And then he's just like, I have an ability, which is better now. Cause I have R four. So I've got a bunch of blue maneuvers and you just like, whatever you can have that target lock you can use it against me but you have it um and last one which i think is actually a very cool choice is colby with notorious r4 contraband i really like notorious on these like partisan x-wings and i think colby is a fantastic choice for four points and why isn't colby like initiative four yeah yeah she's initiative four which there's a fair amount of fours just lying around and a lot of high initiative stuff. So people can shoot at her high initiative. They get a strain token. Um, you know, if they're like a, f- like a five or a six, that's really bad. Cause like Luke is going to shoot them with a strain token, right. Mm-hmm. Or Colby herself. And Notorious has two charges. So actually you could take two incoming attacks. As long as they're in your arc and give them the strain. Um, but I mean, the be also being a four, and there's still a lot of fours. You can still do something like boost past someone and then open your wings till and get the three agility. And she has R4, so you can clear off the stress for that linked action, which is awesome. And contraband, which is always nice to have. Yeah, I think that's a I, really I, cool list. I think it's a really solid piece. I know, I know people have been saying, oh, you could have Dutch with proton torpedoes, which I mean, I don't think that's a bad call either. I think if you, if you, you, having three fully modded proton torpedoes also isn't a bad call, but I also think Colby is also a really good call because let's say the boogeyman right now that we've talked about a little bit, let's say a defender Vader player makes the wrong decision and shoots at Colby before wedge, like the worst case scenario before wedge shoots at Vader. Vader's player one, he shoots at Colby. Maybe that's, you know, Vader's only shot or something too, right? Like, it feels feels bad not shooting at something so you shoot at colby and it's like oh damn now you're strained and wedge rolls up with a proton torpedo and your defender vader strained with wedge you're rolling one green die versus four probably double modded because you have fun raw coordinating things yeah you're probably losing all your shields yeah it's uh it's real real front loaded damage like and it's nice because like wedge and like Fenral, they can carry crates for the objectives. It's not like, you know, Fenral literally can't reposition at all. And like Wedge probably isn't going to do a barrel roll. Nope. Or his actions. I mean, like, his actions are going to be focus, target lock. So that's a pretty solid one. I mean, Luke, if he doesn't use the afterburners, 
he's a solid crate carrier for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Fenral can give them actions if they decide to flip one of the objectives for the uh, satellite one, the scrambled satellites. Or, you know, Luke doesn't really need an action or whatever if he's alone. I mean, you have the Force. So it's actually, they, they seem pretty interesting for uh, objective play as well, not just straight uh, killing your opponent. Yeah, but, I mean, killing your opponent's also uh, very important. Yeah, and you, get, you, get, you get huge chunks of damage that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Europe and England loves, like, their, their Empire squads. They so do. I get it. But there's, I mean, there's just a lot of, like... Benjamin Lee, you know, he has the uh, X1 Vader, which is cool. Brilliant Evasion, Elusive, Pattern Analyzer, FCS, Afterburners. Yep, I think that's, if I'm going to fly Vader X1, I think that's probably my favorite Vader build right there. Seven Sister with Brilliant Evasion, Elusive, Crackshot, FCS, Caution Missiles. That's a lot. That's a lot. And if you somehow pull off the dream of like having both force and crack shot, that's actually really funny. <laughs> I in so I know I know some people aren't going to agree with this assessment, and I'm going to just explain how I feel about this. I I think I like the tie. I like the Empire. It, it was the faction that got me into the game in the first place and i've always liked flying the tie advances but with the old point structure it just it was like you just take a pilot i think it's super cool because i mean you never would have been able to fly a seven sister like that i mean granted you didn't have epts but even with like brilliant evasion fcs and concussion missiles you generally wouldn't load her up i think it's just super cool that you can just load these ships up with as many toys as possible and Everybody gets access to ships with as many toys as possible. It's like it, it's like what do whatever you want to bring. Like having like Luke and Wedge fully loaded out, I think it's fun. Well, that's just me. But I want to fly my Red Squadron rookie. Oh, okay. I mean, you can still do that. <laughs> uh, also on his list, he had a Palfizier, which is actually yep. really good with Seven Sister to preserve her force for her ability, or for Vader to preserve his force for like a brilliant evasion or something if he needs it and then two isb contraband jingoists because they're two isb contraband jingoists yep they're they're solid pieces really good ships right now this uh there was like another rebel alpha i know we were talking about a little bit as uh this um, andy cameron elusive predator protorps r4 wedge didn't go with the r3 he chose to do the elusive over it Sure, makes it more defensive. Here's your shattering shot, trick shot, proton torpedo, R3 Luke. <laughs> but this has shattering shot, trick shot, concussion missile, Ahsoka as well. And Ezra with K2SO because the, you could do that and that's really good. Yep. You could also preserve his ability by giving himself like the calculate if you really wanted to and doing like a too hard. But I'm sure that's mostly to give Wedge and Luke more mods. Yep. Same with Ahsoka. Like, so me, me personally, like a list like this is a little bit more. If we're if we're going to go with like Rebel Alpha Strikes oh, as opposed to the first one, this is a little bit more my speed personally, just because I I really like flying A wings. Yeah. Uh, this separatist list by uh, Edward Moreland, super cool. Lone Wolf Django with Savage, thermal detonators, false transponder codes, lay fuses, and Slave One veteran tail gunner. Like that's that's a hell of a Django. That is 
I mean, I don't even want to talk about it because it just seems disgusting. <laughs> I mean, Lone Wolf is a little bit, you know, you got to make sure you know what you're doing for that. But like, Savage is 10 points for some reason. Mm-hmm. All the other ones in the Separatists are 14 points. So that's a good budget option because he took that four points and just put it into thermal detonators. <laughs> yep. I mean, because no, I know a lot of people want to put like, Dooku or Palpatine. And I think those are, those are good calls. I think Palpatine especially is a really good call. If, if you're worried about defender Vader's in the world, Palpatine's a great call, but also people are bad against bombs. Yep. Bombs are really nice. Um, Grievous, uh, who I would still argue is the best five point ship in the game. You're not going to hear me arguing otherwise without maneuver. Imperium soul is one. So good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a proxy mine, uh, bombardment drone with the late Jesus. That's the one that regurgitates the bombs. Yep. TFS 081 with discord missiles because he's super cheap and his ability yeah. is like, what spend a calculate to turn a crit to a hit before you even roll defense dice. Uh, something yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's, good. it's not worth it, uh, but he has independent calculations and he has another separatist drone with discord missiles and independent calculations. So, I mean, that's still, a very scary Django, a very scary Grievous, uh, proxy mines and two discord missile drones. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can't ignore anything in that list. Right. I know, um, Sanazuski was looking at something relatively similar to this list. Cause yeah. I, you know, I was playing them against that. And that's still, that's a, that's a pain to go against. Mm-hmm. Like if Grievous manages to like get past your list, it's not even worth chasing him for five points. Like he gets the rerolls. Yep. And like you know, if you do that, you got Django coming after you. You got Discord missiles, and Discord missiles are really nasty, especially with like the crates where you just take it. I mean, I know, I know you can shoot the Discord missiles off now from yourself. Well, you can't shoot them if they're on your rear guides. <laughs> no. So if you want to like really try to guarantee the crit. I guess you could put on the rear guides or something. Uh, but yeah, it's although also the concept of shooting discord missiles off your own ship at range zero is really comical to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that, you're just like opening your cockpit and like trying to take shots at these things. Yeah. I don't understand how that works out, but like in the game sense, if you're shooting at the discord missile, you're not shooting at Django or Grievous or any of my other ships. So yeah, you can shoot the discord missiles. The one Republic list in the top eight, hell yeah, baby, is by this guy whose name I assume is Niles. It could be Niels. I'm going to go with Niles. Um, He did CLT Anakin with Predator and R2-D2. CLT Obi with Predator and Shield Upgrade. Hound with Yoda and Seventh Fleet Gunner and Agile Gunner. Interesting. And then CLT Mace with Heightened Perception R4-P17. I find that to be a really fascinating list. Uh, so, question, Yoda, Yoda crew, mm-hmm. if Mace Windu uses his force for height and perception, can Yoda use the Yoda crew ability for him to get the force back? Yoda is for purple maneuvers or purple actions. Okay, so no. Right. Uh, but also, Yoda does add a purple coordinate. And Yoda also is two force points. So yep. instead of having something like Ayla with a focus link purple coordinate, you can have a cheaper Yoda and then uh, something like Anakin's ability. Well, no purple maneuver, purple actions. So um, if you wanted to give like Obi-Wan or Anakin 
if they want to do like the purple evade or mace do the purple evade you can um, give them their force back which is really nice yeah that is really nice um i'm not, i'm gonna assume because uh seventh fleet gunner that yoda was mostly there for the coordinates and, that's what i would assume too yeah and because it's cheaper than ala you can actually fit agile gunner which is actually a, a pretty solid choice for a lat uh, just so you can always keep arc on them because that's the only thing that lad is doing <laughs> that is that's a that's all man that's a razor's edge list that's just three clt jedi because your lad ain't shooting anyone no and i mean if your lad does shoot somebody it's it's an inconsequential shot yeah and it's the first round of engagement because you didn't spend seven fleet gunner yet you didn't recharge yep. it <laughs> but yeah that i mean the heightened perception mace has always um kind of been on my radar mm-hmm. you know, it's a Shouldn't I seven is really good. Yep. Especially if you have seven fleet gunner. Yep. If you could just kill defender Vader before he can even shoot or any of these other I sixes who are nasty. Also, um, it's worth noting. I should say that, um, Ollie also had the same list as Andy Cameron's, the one with the trick shot, shattering shot, um, Luke and Ahsoka. In case yep. you're wondering what the still, our only, only 2.0 world champ yep, ever. Only. Only and for will always forever be our only 2.0 world champ. <laughs> Until, I mean, he could win it next year when they have worlds, so. Yeah, but that'd be 2.5, right? So he will always be our 2.0 world champ. Our second edition champion, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, the one last list I wanted to talk about, Matt, I wonder if what you would think about this is a um, Carol Petrowski, Petrowicsk. Yeah, I'm really bad with Polish last names. Yep. Carol, great job. Yep. Uh, it's the, the the brilliant evasion, elusive pattern analyzer, FCS afterburners, Vader. Yep. That you were talking about liking. Juke FCS HLC Raxler. Uh huh. Oh, you can replace that with Diamond Borons if you really want, or whatever. A yep. Pal Vizier and a Predator Wampa. I so I was considering so I wanted I wanted to fly Defender Vader in at least one event to be a degenerate for one day, but I was strongly considering bringing this list as well because Vader and Rexler was the first list I flew in second edition at, at a tournament back when you could put supernatural reflexes on Vader. <laughs> but just I mean Vizier with Palp is just it's it's great. And Wampa, I mean Wampa's my favorite TIE fighter, so it's just, it's four ships that I really enjoy flying, so I was really thinking about bringing this list. Rexler at seven points. He was at eight points. I think all the defenders at seven minus Vader, I think it's a steal. I think seven points for the defenders are really good. I agree. I think Rexler is back to being incredibly good. Yep. But I feel like this would be a little bit better than the list you brought to Ohio. I, I, I agree. I wouldn't put Predator and Wampa, honestly. I'd probably put Elusive, just keep around Same. a little bit more. And Same. I still think Diamond Boron missiles are a little bit more fun than the HLC. I know you did I, both before. Yes, I've done the HLC, and I mean, it's fun It's fun shooting four dice at range two and three, don't get me wrong, but dime, especially if there's going to be more like ships bundled together with Diamond Boron, or even if it even if it does like an extra damage to like one other ship, that's like just, that's it's free damage. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Diamond Boron missiles would have been nice against the eventual winner of the Die Swarm, you know? Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a really cool tournament. A lot of, like, very AC style things and Alpha Strikes and obviously, like, Die Swarms and stuff. 
Um, who knows where the, like, whatever scum did there, man. I don't think they, like, showed up. <laughs> they weren't even in the top. Like, if, if, they, if they had gone to top 16, there was, there's no there's no scum in top 16. Yeah, you have to go to 19. 19. You have to go to 19 to get the first scum list. And that's that's a weird list, too. It's uh, Mando with Fearless, Predator, The Child, L3, and Contraband, and the title, with whatever he's going to bring. Yep. Lima Kai, <laughs> the really cheap I-5 Y-Wing. Yep. With Pro Torps, Dorsal, um, R5 TK, and Tearfong, because they're both zero. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanan with Maul, and then Manaru with uh, Punishing One R5 P8, Notorious, Contraband, and Gar Saxon. That's a nasty Manaru. I like that particular Manaru. I know Mark Robert was flying something similar, and he'd have like Ion Cannon Seeks with it. So if they were mm-hmm. ionized, he can pull off the ion token, roll the extra die with Manaru, which is really nasty. Um, but I, I'm still not super on board with the Mandalorian. Uh, he just—he seems expensive. Like seven points. I don't don't get me wrong. I think the ship's cool. I think it's fun to fly. I've flown it a couple times. It's it's fun. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that away from it. Somebody that, but I think. Instead of the Mandalorian, Bosk in this list would be better in my in my humble opinion. I didn't make top na- I didn't make nineteen at this UK Expo, obviously, but for me, Bosk is a monster, and at seven points, he's he's really good. The more comical thing is that the twentieth place person also flew scum and is also the exact same list. <laughs> I think there's a few upgrade tweaks from what I'm looking at real quick, but yeah, I like mean, this is Dengar's on Manaru. But it's the same. It's the same four pilots. Yeah, uh, it's as I don't see the weird thing with Scum. Right, is that they have hot garbage four point ships yep. and not particularly amazing three point ships. So you mm-hmm. can't end up building. They got like powerhouse ships. Like Bolt yep. was at nine points, Boss got seven. You know, they uh, Dangar got seven. They got all these like super real nice ships, and then mm-hmm. just nothing <laughs> i mean like sunny bounders three points and that's good get yep. loose at three points and that's good uh but like you get the four and your choices are like canaan solid sarasu solid and i can't even think of any other good one i mean seawar is four but he he's fun he's got a cannon slot now he's not as good as Aiden with a cannon slot <laughs> yeah i kind of i really wish they hadn't taken cad solace away from the four point club yeah, yeah, they need some sort of solid four-point ship. Manaru, not Manaru. Manaru. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand her not being four points because she was she was a steal, and she should she should have been in every scum list at four points. Yeah, it's so hard to kill. Load up. Like it's not like what are you going to shoot Manaru for nine health for four points? Yep, exactly. But yeah, they need like I don't I don't even know what they you'd put at four points. They just got a bunch of like janky stuff. Han Solo and the Falcon should be four points. I mean, if you really want people to get around to flying, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe like one and like I don't even know. I mean, Cad Solis was a pretty solid choice for that, but I just yeah. Oh, oh scum! I'll I'll work on you, scum. I'll I'll figure something out that's real fun for you. And the uh, last last uh, little tournament list we want to go over real quick. Just a little bit from the uh, Galaxy's warm-up event. 
I was held over this weekend, yesterday, actually. Um, For GSP. Yep. And the number one person, um, I guess, he had the same strength of schedule as the other 6-0 guy, or as the other two 6-0 guys, but his margin victory was bigger. That's the only reason he's separating out from the other 6-0s, which is really funny to me. Uh, He had Wedge with elusive trick shot proton torpedoes. Luke with Chattering Shot, Trick Shot, Proton Torpedoes, R3. Dutch with Dorsal, Plasma, R3. And then Fen Rao with Swarm Tactics, Tristan Wren, and an R4 Astromech. That's still a sheet to beat Fen Rao. Yes. Obviously, but that I6 coordinate is so good. So good. But Tristan, <laughs> for two points, and this this actually will come into play in this list. It's a one charge reoccurring when a friendly unit at range zero to three performs uh, like one of the missile attack icons. Yeah. So like a so missile or a proton torpedo, or I believe the. And then you get like weird things like, uh, you know how like a hotshot tail blaster, I think, has that symbol so you can't add like range bonuses and stuff to it. Yes. Uh, either way, you can spend one charge, and if you do, the attacker may change one hit to a crit. <laughs> Which is actually relevant in this list. <laughs> Congratulations, you found a way to make Tristan Wren relevant. Also, you can swarm tactics, you know, dodge up to six and then lead with the plasma torpedo and then shoot him with wedge. That, that's kind of what I'm thinking he wanted to do was the plasma torpedo hits, strips a shield, does more damage. And then wedge is like, hey, what's going on? I'm just going to light you up. And then if need be more Luke. So it's a very, very high damaged alpha rebel list, which again is non-existent in Ohio apparently. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that that's real cool. Scum, scum came in number two. Colton Grigsby. And we were just talking about this uh, this pilot Bosk. Yeah, with notorious Quill, perceptive co-pilot Greedo, contraband, ablative plating. What kind of... <laughs> that is not a typical Bosk build, I will say. It is not. Not in any way, shape, or form. That is nuts. Um, Cad Bane with Daredevil, HLC, Jamming Bean, because you have the points, Electro Chaff, Contraband, Engine Upgrade. Uh, the title, and then the title gives you an extra crew slot so you can put on Succus. That's, that's a Cad Bane. That is definitely Cad Bane. That is, that is so weird. I mean, the engine upgrade makes it so your boost now becomes white. So if you decide not to link off of it, you can Daredevil with it. And uh, Daredevil Electro Chaff Missiles actually kind of sounds terrifying. So I've only played against these a couple times. I I don't know what I think about the Rogue class. Maybe it's just because they're like five points. I mean, they got a, like an insane loadout. But I don't know. They're like two shield, five hull with two agility and two attack dice and they're five points. That just seems high, but you can't drop them down to four because you actually want to put things on these guys. So I'm not sure they're in a weird spot. I mean, if you dropped Nom Lum, no, if you drop Victor hell, that's what you should do. Just drop Victor hell down to four points. Then you can have a four point ship in scum. That's kind of solid. And also, you're selling a new product because why not? 
Yeah, I'm kind of surprised Victor's not four points to be completely he honest. He can't even but, take the title. Like, <laughs> he just has a talent, two cannons, a missile, and a licit in the mod. So it's like, and, you know, it's not like stealth device is in standard. It's not like he's going to trigger his abilities super frequently. No. Uh, but, sorry, but, going back to Colton's list. No, I would be interested to see, I'd be interested to know how much Cad Bane contributed to his list because he's got two I-5 proton torpedoes as well. Lima, uh, Belly Run, Dorsal proton torpedoes, and Sarasu with proton torpedoes. So that's, you know, an I-5 alpha strike. It's enough to make any list nervous. So I would be curious to see if Cad Bane um, carried his weight, if he was worth the five points or if he would have been better off bringing, like, Manaru. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, too, because, you know, if you hit with Cad Bane or something, you can pass off the stress from Daredevil, or more likely you are going to Zuckus them, make them re-roll uh, one of their evades, get a stress, and pass them the stress kind of thing. I don't know about that boss. What the hell that boss is doing? Perceptive Copilot is so... Perceptive Copilot and ablative plating? Like, you don't have bombs. You're only using ablative plating for running over obstacles. <laughs> That, that's that's kind of what I was thinking, too. He must just be using it just when he runs over at obstacles. Yeah, that's really interesting. Congratulations on the 6-0. and oh. uh, you, you are doing something better than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, three, you got your standard um, Vader with five uh, named pilots, which is real fun. Like, Scum is, like, doing well in this. Like, this is not nearly as much as uh, an Empire Heavy as the UK. No. There's also, uh, like, an interesting, like, resistance list that essentially came in seventh. Uh, you got Zori with Dorsal R4, False Transponder Codes, Wartime Loadout, and Plasma Torpedoes. Terrifying Zori. Yeah. Like you, you don't want, I mean, and being at I five and essentially getting double mods because you know how to play the game and you can use her ability. Seems really good for five points. It does. <laughs> uh, Kaz with uh, contraband, notorious targeting computer and shield upgrade. And like the title, obviously, but yes. it's like, that's kind of a pain for Kaz to do. What are you going to do? Shoot at him. That'll have three agility and you get notorious. Um, and then he has Poe with uh, Heroic Swarm Tactics Proton Torpedoes. I believe that's not the Trigger Happy Flyboy one, this Resistance Commander one. And then Kova with Heroic Leia R4, because you can still put that in a list. And that's always been solid. So why can't why can't the Scum Faction get like a cool four p four point ship like Kaz? Like that Kaz seems like really cool and really mm-hmm. fun. And I'm just sitting here thinking Scum doesn't have any cool four-point ship like that. Scum has amazing high-costing ships. Just yes. deal with the fact that you have to run like three or maybe like a three-and-a-half scum list. I know it hurts me so much, but it's just a great, cool. Do you think that Kova is absolutely worth the five points? God, is she five points? She's five. But, I mean, you get the heroic Leia R4. I mean, heroic seems... I mean, not heroic. Leia seems still good, even with the errata. Right. Now you just but, have to reverse and set a stop, you know? Yeah, and Kova's got, like, a ton of loadout points. Like, my God. I mean, Leia costs an... 16. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, she's really good. She is. 
And, you know, um, you got Swarm Tactics on Poe, so I guess you can do whatever the hell you want with that. Mm-hmm. I guess you could take Zori up to six if you really needed to, but... Yeah, and even, even if you're not using Leia for her ability, um, she, she's a purple coordinate. She can, if this, if this is the Commander Poe, can coordinate actions to that Commander Poe as opposed to him not being able to do it every turn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still really like Commander Poe. I think he's absolutely worth the six points. Mm-hmm. I would carve out another point in your resistance list to bring Trigger Happy Poe yes. for sure. But if you can't do that, I I have no problem with uh, Commander Poe. Plus, he's also an I six with double mod proton torps off rip. You know, <laughs> Kaz is actually really solid. Um, I like him for the area control objective. Uh, and I mean, like Zori, Zori can take turrets. I mean, I guess she has a boost, right? But yes. But are you going to do that? Just take the just take the crate. Kova can take the crate because Kova is just going to be reversing with it the whole time, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I, I think it's a it's definitely an interesting list. I, I think that's cool. Yeah, and I, I think Zori's a steal at five points. Being yeah. able to have five shields, four hull with the wartime loadout and dorsal turret and a plasma torpedo like. It's just, it's value. She's, she's a value piece in the resistance faction. I mean, the only thing I would do is like maybe switch up a little bit of the upgrades on like Kaz, but other than that, yeah, I, I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's good too. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a bunch of not like jank, but just a bunch of like, interesting list that people brought it's not nearly as uh, cohesive as like europe the uk one yep and it, i think it's cool seeing it, it's it's interesting to see what people are trying out because this is just kind of it's a warm-up event for all the galaxies event but you know gen con's coming up in uh end of uh, beginning of august and nova in the beginning of september so people are this is like stuff people are trying to see if like it works or not you know, you got to see her swarm at 12th place. Yeah. I mean, out of 55. Thing. I don't want to talk about them yet. Yeah. But they're still really good. Yeah, Sear was never good. bad. No, he's still really good. But it's a pretty good representation of all the factions in the top. You even have Niles again in ninth place with that CLT Anakin Hound with Yoda Hide and Perception Mace list. And that's really cool. Consist- I did notice that. So it wasn't a fluke in the UK. So congratulations. Yeah. I think the highest FO list was uh, down in 16. Because, you know, we didn't talk about FO at all this podcast. Because no one plays it, apparently. Except for Cody. Except for Cody. And this guy. And Felipe. Um, He had Von Reg with Daredevil and Prockets and Shield Upgrade. I love Prockets so much. That seems Mm -hmm. like a terrifying major Von Reg. Yep. Just, you know, you can what barrel roll. And take the lock. No, t- uh, take the lock and then take the focus, right? Yeah, if you strain, happen to be lock. in the focus. Yep, yeah, if you happen to be in there. Yep, which I mean, yeah, bond rigs are pretty good. So fun. Yep. Uh, Kylo with extreme maneuvers, sensor scramblers, uh, advanced proton torpedoes. Uh, basically, good. how everyone's been flying Kylo. Like that, I think that's what Cody's been doing too. So. I've seen I've seen a few people fly Malice proton torpedo and. 
sure. Like Why? the offenses, offenses there. But I mean, I really like the sensor scramblers, and it, I think extreme maneuvers. Kylo is has the potential to be one of the most degenerate ships in the game. Right, like no one's talking about Kylo, but Kylo is at seven points yeah, in the he, silencer. He was eight, wasn't he? I he might have been eight. I I think he was actually. I think both yeah. Kylos went down, or they're both seven I, points right now. No, I think I think Whisper Kylo's six points. I hope Whisper Kylo's lower. Yeah, was <laughs> Silo. Yeah, he's at a he's at a six in the Whisper. But yeah, I mean that's that's another really good ship right there. And Kylo's never been bad. Right. It's just I I guess I don't understand. You have to be skillful to play it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, he has uh, Commander Malaris with fanatical and cluster missiles on the Tie Fighter. Obviously, not the shuttle one. Nope. Grudge. With um, Daredevil, chaff missiles, proxy mines, and engine upgrade. Which I, I do like. Cause you can you can Daredevil boost in the system phase, and then here's a here's a proxy mine right on you when you thought you were safe. Right. I mean, their their blues are like the straights, right? One, two, three straight. But yeah. you know, you have engine upgrade too if you really need to boost the turn before or something to like set mm-hmm. up a proxy mine thing, or to disrespect boost. And then have someone move out of the way, then you boost in the system phase and drop them on there. They're so versatile. And Garage is yep, the one it. that, like, you know, you re-roll your uh, bombs. So yep. you can do a lot of damage that proxy mine. It's already an additional damage to begin with, so. Chaff missiles, which I... They're a pain. If you're worried about if you're worried about token stacking ships, um, Defender Vader, wink, wink. Or just trying to ruin someone's day in general. Electro chaff missiles are a really good day to make your opponent just um, not have a good time. And a system phase, right? So you can boost and then chaff someone. Yep. And it sticks around for two turns. And it gives you a jam. And it breaks all the locks. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm actually surprised. I mean, you have a limited number of ships that can take it. But I'm surprised you can't. You're not seeing a lot more of um, the electro chaff missiles. Same. They're, they're very good. If I wasn't if I wasn't flying Empire right now, which is, that's pretty much what I've been doing a lot of this building in, is not not only Defender Vader but other stuff. If I wasn't flying Empire a lot, I would be looking at a lot more lists with Electro Chaff potential. For sure. Oh, I think that that about does it for today, Matt. You don't have any uh, any additional things to talk about. I think we're nope, good. Nothing right now. It's just good to. Just, it's just good to get on here. And- yeah, you know, it's been a bit mostly from just life things, and then a major shift happened. Into okay, so we're gonna wait until the Z's, like all of them, are released, and like the road class, and then like we had that thing, we're ready to go, and then like everything changed. <laughs> they did that point drop, so we're like, oh god. Well, let's not talk about that right now. Let's talk about the point drop, and then like well, we didn't have quite enough. The data, I guess, and then also like life things got in the way from us doing all this podcast recording. Like, I mean, like Cody couldn't make it today. That's we've just been scrambling yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it's just it's that time of year, May, June, July. People are busy, but you know, we'll try to carve out recording time every Sunday morning or every yeah, other. No, we're going to be far more to- consistent now that um, we're just going to refocus it. So we'll be back. I swear, TM, things will be good. We got this. <laughs> So, uh, is, uh, we don't have any, sorry, I was thinking we had one more local thing to talk about. 
I don't think nothing. we did, right? So no, us Ryan Stanizuki uh, from Gold Squadron. He's a local here. I'm sure, most of you know who's li- who've listened. He's he's trying to coordinate with a bunch of. He's trying to get more tournaments going in Michigan, essentially, by trying to coordinate with people who run the local events in the state at various stores. So if for whatever reason, you're not on the Michigan discord and you run a local event in a Michigan at a, in Michigan or at a store Ohio. That we don't know about or Northern Ohio, like, please, please join the, the Michigan discord and like, let us know like when events are running. So we could, cause the whole point of this is like to not have overlapping dates. Like we don't want to have a tournament one on the same day in Lansing and then, Detroit, so people aren't deciding. So we can go to as many as possible throughout the summer. So uh, yeah, I'm also working with them. We're coordinating it between like a bunch of other stores. So X-wing yep. will be coming back very soon in Michigan, far yep. more consistently than it has been. I really, I really wish Pando, because I mean, since you're doing state of comics, I, I don't have any problem taking over the organized play at Pando since it's like yeah. 20 minutes from my house, but. It'd be nice if they were like, this is when we're opening up. Yeah, I've gotten remarkably cold um, statements from uh, Pando, annoyingly, because yeah, that's where I a called, lot of us came from. I called them last week, and I'm like, hey, like, you know, we play. I play X-Wing at Pando. I'm just wondering when you're opening up so we can have events again. They're, they're, the answer was, um, when we know when it's happening, you'll know when it's happening. Like... There's not like, is there any kind of time frame? Like, nope, we don't have a time frame right now. We'll just, we'll post it on Facebook when it's open. I'm like, no, nope, cool. Thanks for the info. I think that's it. So um, thanks for listening, everyone. If you have any uh, questions or comments, you can email us at thebestmanbenchwarmers at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch, even though, you know, we haven't streamed in a long time. Yeah, we got a Twitter at mibenchwarmers. You know, don't forget to uh, rate us any podcasting. Spread the word. We're from Michigan. That's fun. There's other yep. podcasts from Michigan now. Yep. There's also a Facebook group and a Facebook page. So join like those and join the Discord. Yeah. Michigan Discord and the best Bachelor's Discord. Who knows? Who cares? Okay. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Have a great day.